Hi everyone and welcome to our podcast today, Confessions of an IT Business Owner. My name is Taylor Thorson. I am the Channel Logistics Manager here at Connect Booster and I have the honor of introducing our podcast host and president of Connect Booster, Ryan Goodman. Thanks Taylor. Welcome everybody. Um, so what are we? We just flipped March of 2021. Got some snow. That's what you get for tropical Fargo, North Dakota, right? I mean, it's it's the nature of the beast. Um, excited to kick off 2021. It's been a little bit slow here because of the pandemic, but we have right. some really exciting things that you've been working on. Uh, yes. Getting the cash flow road show. Did yeah. I say that correct? Yeah. All right. It's got a yeah. nice little ring to it, doesn't so it? It does. It's almost <laughs> like a rap song. You want to sing it? No. Okay. No one I, wants to hear I that. No one I don't blame you. That. But you've been doing a lot of work on that. So, yeah. you know, what what what's the plan? I think we have something going on here in April, correct? Yep. End of April, we're we're going to be kicking it off in Florida, so Miami and Orlando. So if you're around nice. there, stop by. I think it'll be great. Pay attention. We'll be reaching out to yeah. you. And we don't anticipate snow down there, no. so yeah. you'll be safe. <laughs> uh, on today's episode, we are joined by Amy Babinchek, and mm -hmm. she is back again. So we are really excited to have her yeah. back on the show. She's she's great. Yeah. And she's been in you know the SMB IT industry for 20 plus years. Has a ton of knowledge when it comes to anything IT, but is a MVP of Microsoft. Yeah. So. We were super excited to have her on. Um, kind of a fun fact here, they won the Partner Award for Microsoft in 2010 too. So she's a bit of a big deal, so we're really excited. Yeah, in fact, the last time uh, we had her on, she had talked a lot about, we had the chance to talk a lot about uh, women in IT. Right. And uh, on this last, on this next podcast that you guys are about to see, you'll hear me. She was a little, maybe a little embarrassed when I called her a pioneer, you know, woman pioneer in the IT services industry, but really, um, you know, some of the challenges that she had overcome early right. on in her career, um, even being maybe interviewed when she'd go on site as a yep. contractor, yep. Uh, a little more stringently or set aside in room and they're asking questions uh, about her. I thought that was, uh, incredibly interesting also uh, uh, incredibly cool that she persevered through such a male dominated industry and and you know to be where she's at today um, we're, we're going to be talking about a little bit different subject today on uh, the past you know we talked about her being uh, early on and, and uh, really a powerhouse again in the, the IT services uh, industry uh, we talked a little bit about um, some of the Microsoft 365 training that she had done um, but this time we're gonna talk about a subject that I don't think a lot of people have on their radar, which are regulations that seem to be coming into play uh, in the IT service provider MSP space, specifically around some legislation in Louisiana that have been passed that just went into effect uh, beginning of uh, February. Now, there's also some uh, uh, federal standards that are starting to be laid out, played out, and um, I'm, I'm interested in you guys uh, giving us your opinion, even in the comments, you know, as you guys go through this podcast uh, on your thoughts about uh, what Amy has to say and how uh, she feels. And, and I would agree with her, the IT services industry needs to get together, gather together and start paying attention to legislation that we think is gonna end up being passed inside of the space. Definitely. Yeah, we are super excited to get into this. So here's our conversation with Amy. Well, Amy, thank you for joining me again. Um, I know we were we were just on, 
a uh, a couple months ago, um, talking a little bit about you know uh, your history, experiencing you know the the IT and MSP uh, industry, and uh, I. I we were talking before the show, I caught you at the tail end of vacation. So we're all really grateful that you were able to uh, jump on the phone today and uh, chat about something that I know is near and dear um, to your heart and something that you've been putting a lot of time and effort in, um, which is uh, the regulation that you see um, starting to come into play for MSPs. And, and, you know, we don't see that that slowing down, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to dig into that, uh, get your thoughts, perspectives on what's going on and what you see for the future and what you're doing to, to make an influence there. But before we dig into that, um, you know, I would love to, uh, what have you been doing in these off hours? You've been, you've been up on, on vacation. You've been showing me some incredible pictures and um, is beautiful. I'd love to have you share with our guests, you know, what you've been up to. Oh, I've been up in uh, Charlevoix, Michigan, and really kind of all over the tip of the lower peninsula here, and just going cross-country skiing and snowshoeing and um, taking a look at all of the amazing blue ice that gets piled up underneath the Mackinac Bridge at this time of year, and it's just uh, it's a winter wonderland. It's a, such a great place to be. The sun's been shining. It's been between 15 and 20 degrees. It's just, it's been gorgeous and beautiful snow, great conditions for skiing. That's incredible. Um, Amy showed me this picture of those, of those ice pilings and she could have told me she was uh, exploring Antarctica at the moment. It was so <laughs> scenic and beautiful. I mean, I, I, I would have yeah. lost that on that for sure. I mean, uh, incredibly cool um, and good for you for, for uh, uh, taking that time off and clarity breaks. I think many of us could learn from that. So let's all. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, you, know, you have to take time off. Your your creativity suffers if you don't. It's just hard to keep keep going. If Agreed. You know, I try to get some time off every quarter, really. I think it's critical. Great advice. So the last time we got together, we, you know, we talked a lot about a lot of subjects and I know we touched a little bit on, you know, MSP regulation, but we talked a lot about, again, um, you know, your journey, um, you know, beginning in technology, talked a lot about you as a person, which was incredibly uh, insightful and, and valuable and uh, talked a lot about you as a, a, what I would consider a pioneer in early IT, you know, women, women in IT, which is an incredibly cool story and really inspiring. Um, Feeling really old now, Ira. Thanks for that. Hey, sorry, sorry. <laughs> a pioneer. Was that a, was that a, bad <laughs> or they like, I've had this before. I know I'm going way off script here, but they're like, oh, you know, Ryan, you look great in that shirt. I would have never bought it, but it looks really good on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Thank you for calling me out on that. That was great. <laughs> um, so what, what have you been working on uh, uh, since, our, since our last discussion? Uh, what am I working on? Um broad. I know. It is broad. I know. That's a very broad question. And the thing that I'm putting a lot of my energy right into right now, I can't tell you about yet. It's kind hmm. of a secret. Yeah, no worries. But I'm actually, um, I'm, well, I'll tell you this much. I'm writing my first book. Incredible. That's cool. And so I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited about it. It's something that I've wanted to do. It is related to the IT industry, although it won't 
necessarily be exclusive to the IT industry because it's sure. more on the business side of things. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Lately, I've just been feeling like a lot of stuff is spewing out of me that I just want to get down on paper and tell people about. Oh, that's incredibly cool. We'll have to uh, keep our ears to the rails as that project progresses and uh, you release it out to the world. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. So I'm going to shift gears on you a little bit and start honing in on, um, you know, really the thing that I'd love to uh, talk with you about today and, and uncover, um, which is uh, the potential of, of uh, data privacy, cybersecurity related uh, legislation for MSPs. You know, as I, yeah. this is something that we had uncovered, which, uh, which is the more I've looked into it and trust me, I'm, I'm touching the tip of the iceberg compared to uh, uh your knowledge. And so that's why I'm so excited to talk to you. You know, I, I looked at, and I'm like, people aren't talking about this enough right now. And I, and I know that you feel the same and, and you're taking some actions around it, but you know, I discovered specifically the Louisiana act. So I'm going to get a little bit in the weeds here. Act 117 Senate bill uh, 273 um, was passed uh, middle of 2019 and as I was going back and just doing some cursory research again, this, this was implemented now in Louisiana um, as of this February, beginning of this February, you know, 2021. And, you know, I'd love, I'd love your thoughts about what it is today and, and what it isn't right now, right? But also where you see that as a, a, a precursor. I think probably one of the best things that, that I had heard from you in, in pre-interview was like, the first shots come across the bow, right? So I'd just love to mm -hmm. to hear from from you your thoughts around what that is, the implementation, and, and what you see coming down the pipe. Yeah, whatever whatever phrase we want to use, tip of the iceberg, first shot across the bow, you know, however you want to think of this, this is this is definitely that landmark moment. Yeah, right. This is the really the first serious regulation that causes calls out. In fact, it's one of the only, only ones I can think of that I know of that actually calls out the word MSP. Yeah. Right. As being the regulated entity and MSSP. So they wrap in the security folks as well. Uh, and, you know, calling out our specific industry by the names that we call ourselves that we think nobody understands or knows about. Right. Well, suddenly they do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason they do is because of ransomware. Ransomware has brought our industry into focus for these four businesses. They understand that there are these outsourced companies that are supposed to be responsible for their technology and made a lot of promises and maybe we're not able to keep all of the promises that their website says that they're going to keep. Yeah. And so that really has brought it in and what Louisiana did uh, is name MSPs and MSSPs and create a registration process because the problem that they had, right? City of New Orleans got shut down yeah. for ransomware. They just, the city came to a grinding halt. Well, that's incredibly expensive. <laughs> that gets people's attention. You know, probably the people that sold the rent or perpetrated the crime made a lot of money off of that, but 
city and state of Louisiana lost a lot of money and they want to know why, and they want someone to hold responsible. Yeah. And so, uh, so when they looked around, they said, well, who are these, these MSPs and these MSSPs and found that there's no national organization that they can go to and say, Hey, tell me who these people are that are operating in my state. Sure. Uh, and so they basically created their own registration process. And they said, um, if you're going to do business in Louisiana with any government entity, mm-hmm. so it's fairly narrow at this point, right? You have to register with the state. And further than that, and I think more importantly, is you must report any security incident that occurs. Right. So not only do we have registration, but we also have a responsibility framework showing up in somewhere where... Uh, government agencies that are looking to outsource can now look at this register and your reputation and decide who they want to do business with. So that's something that the consumer has never been able to do before in our industry. Right. Um, and yeah, I do definitely see this as the the tip of the iceberg for sure. Yeah, it feels like it feels like uh, the door's been cracked open. There's there's a foot, and like you said, right now it's pretty narrow. But you know at this point, um, and this is just speculation on, on my part, it would seem that there would be an acceleration here as, as time goes on, mm-hmm. you know, as that door's been cracked open. Doesn't yeah, I think the only reason we haven't seen that yet is because of the pandemic, right? Governments got sidetracked into, you know, having to, they have a lot of other things on their plate right now, uh, but they will circle back around and start to, to deal with this again, because uh, the ransomware is certainly an issue that hasn't gone away. Yeah. It continues to get worse, in fact, as they get more and more clever. Um, in fact, the, uh, the IRS put out um, a document recently reminding people that it is illegal to do business and you will be fined if you are doing business with terrorist organizations, which many of these ransomware uh, companies are defined as that. So not only could you pay the ransom, but they're also going to, federal government's going to come down on you and you will get fined or jailed for doing business wow. with terrorists. <laughs> so so there's, a, there's a lot of seriousness that is coming, coming down here. And you can imagine if that business thinks that it was your job to protect them from ransomware, <clears throat> then maybe it was your advice that they pay the ransom to get back up quickly. And then here comes the, here comes the IRS to tell them that they've committed a federal crime in doing so. Yeah. So I mean, it's a liability floating around for sure. Yeah. Uh, Insurance companies in the past have also been recommending that they just pay the ransom because it was the quickest way and least expensive way in some cases for them to get their insured corporations back up and running again. Um, But you know, that's, that's not going to fly very long here either. So there's a huge amount of change. Uh, floating around out there and it will coalesce into something very serious for all of us soon. Well, I appreciate you focusing on this and, you know, uh, uh, being a voice of reason and trying to, to create awareness around it because uh, uh, you're right, this isn't going away. So we can't put our heads in the sand. That's not going to fix anything. We got We need to uh, start controlling the things you can, you can control and something that maybe feels a movement that's, you don't have a lot of control over, over yeah. the momentum, but, but there, there are certainly areas that I think, um, you know, you're going to be working to create, create a voice for the MSP, you know, and try to, 
put some put some framework around this. And I, I know I'm getting ahead of myself in the question. So I'll pause there and I'm going to get a little more <laughs> for you. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm creating my own problems here. <laughs> I'm creating our own problems. Um, you know, at, as an MSP in, in a technology, you know, service provider, um, how do you feel about states implementing these rules for MSPs? I'm not excited about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> I have been in this business for 20 years without having it. And so, you know, I'm happy not to have it. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that that's realistic anymore. <clears throat> and that's where, you know, I'm just trying to be a, a realist in this and say, hey, um, pretty much every other professional in the world is registered, organized, yeah. uh, you know, in, in some in some way. And we've sort of slipped under the radar for a number of years. And it's just, I see it just as part of the maturing of our, our industry, right? That, you know, uh, lawyers and accountants who IT people love to compare themselves to, right? You outsource to an expert, you know, you outsource to your accountant, you outsource to your lawyer, you don't do those things yourself. You're going to, you know, you outsource your IT where, you know, we're equivalent. Well, those those industries have very significant regulations and, you know, organizations that they're members of to indicate that they're professionals in that thing. And, and we don't have that. So we're out there saying, hey, we're like, we're just like CPAs. We're just like lawyers and take my word for it. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, here with a quick break from our show to remind you to subscribe and leave us a review wherever you're listening. If you have suggestions for future episodes or you want to be a guest on the podcast, email us at podcast at connectbooster.com or send us a message on Facebook or Twitter and we'll be sure to point you in the right direction. Lastly, to find out more about our guests, check out their information in the podcast description. Thanks for listening to the Confessions of an IT Business Owner. Let's get back to the show. Do you know, um, do you know if I, I know this is kind of a tough question, but um, do you know other states that are working on similar rules right now, or is uh, Louisiana kind of the, the state case study? Uh, well, Louisiana is the farthest along. So we, we have, uh, we've heard of some other states that are, uh, that are looking at the issue and it's been tossed around, but nothing is really coalesced in yet. Now, there is one area that has really progressed though, and that is all 50 states now have enacted privacy laws. Mm -hmm. And it's not directly related to us, but it is something that, that does hit our industry and something that's weirdly quiet in our industry. It's not been talked a lot about what our responsibilities might be now under these privacy laws and how that changes the recommendations that we need to make to our clients. <clears throat> <clears throat> it went pretty quick, you know, we, we went from the, the EU having their GDPR and then Canada and then Australia and, um, you know, it sort of flew around the different countries and here in the United States, we left it up to each state. And now every state has enacted a privacy data privacy law. Um, so <clears throat> usually, usually when this happens, because these data privacy laws will be different in every state making it difficult to do business across states. Yeah. Usually when that happens, then we'll see the federal government come in and consolidate that law. So that at least we're all operating under the same privacy laws yeah. when you, you know, try to do business from state to state. 
So that's probably going to be the next evolution of that. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, that really leads me into the next question. Are, do you see federal oversight eventually um, coming into play over, you know, MSP specific regulation? You know, one of the things that I had uncovered was uh, um, cybersecurity maturity model uh, certification, which is, you know, a, a, a set see, of standards, you know, kind of compile yeah. a bunch of different uh, um, rules and regulations to speak as a layman here uh, about it. But, um, it feels like that may be the beginnings of uh, solving the same problem <clears throat> that will happen with state-by-state -state regulation of MSPs. Yeah, so that's the CMMC. It is, um, it's an effort by the by the government, uh, pretty much the Defense Department, really, yeah. to create a framework, uh, and then enforce that everyone adheres to it. So there have been these frameworks in the past of, you know, eight NIST, you know, 800-171, the ISO, whatever number they're on now, 12,007 or something like that. <clears throat> um, so there's, there've been a lot of efforts and there were all these different standards. And so what they did was they consolidated them all and said, you know, we're gonna call it the, the CMMC and it'll have levels one through five. Okay. And then they have defined what each of those levels are. And so now as a company goes after a, a federal contract, and interestingly, it's not just the federal contract, it is all of the subcontractors attached to that initial contract. Mm -hmm. So you could be the tier two, tier three, you know, down under that, not be the actual contractor and still have to be CMMC certified. Uh, and so this is really going to open things up. And there, um, there's a lot of stuff in there. There's, there's fines for, you know, for not adhering. There, there, there's auditors and um, various levels, right? Various levels of people that are allowed to implement this and people that are allowed to, uh, to audit it. And um, they have this thing even where you have to register as a corporation that's going to employ the people that are going to are going to implement the CMMC, right? So there's a CMMC registered person, and then there's the company that holds the registered people, and then there's the auditors of the actual work. And all of these things have to happen in order for you to be qualified to do work for the federal government. Uh, and so, yeah, this is their attempt to say, hey, we're only going to do business with big companies that take their security very seriously and have meet, met these criteria and can prove that they've met these criteria. You know, this is just a thought kind of that popped into my head, but you know, we've talked uh, a lot on this podcast about some of the consolidation that we see in the industry. And it would seem like this is also gonna be a catalyst where, um, I mean, it could be, it, it just sounds tougher to operate you know, and, and maybe one of those drivers as well. And, and yeah, if you're an MSP, <clears throat> this is a point now where you have to think about who you're going to be in the future. Yeah. Right. Uh, do you want to have CMMC registered staff? Now, the thing is, my reading of this says that those CMMC registered staff have to be members of a CMMC registered organization. Sure. So they have to be employees of that company. Um, and there's pretty good sized numbers attached to the annual renewal fees 
to yeah. say that, hey, we're a company that has registered CMMC staff and each of the staff has continuing education requirements and they have uh, tests they have to pass and they have money they have to pay to be, to be that registered status. And then the company is doing the same, right? So it's a big investment. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, are, as an MSP, are, you, are we going to give that to the MSSPs of the world? Are we going to give it to these new organizations that will certainly pop up just to service the CMMC? Um, or are we going to decide to play in that, in that field? That's, uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. And this is, this is the decision time, right? You can go out right now and get yourself registered. You can go out and register your corporation the auditors aren't here yet. They're still working out that exam phase and stuff. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I'm trying to remember the date. It's not coming to me. Sure. It's a couple years out yet of okay. when this actually takes effect that the federals, uh, the Department of Defense and some ancillary departments will not be able to do business with anyone that doesn't have these certifications. So uh, but now is now is the time to get ready. <laughs> the time the time is now. You have to be in now, position okay. now. And it's not easy, right? Mm -hmm. If you look at CMMC one, which is the lowest level, it requires data loss prevention implementation. I can tell you, there's almost no business out there that has DLP processes in place today. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look at well, in my world, in the SMB world, it just hasn't been a thing. <clears throat> but that's for the lowest level you have to have that into place. Um, and, you know, and if you're a Microsoft 365 shop, that means moving at least up into the Microsoft 365 business premium plan, uh, which is 20 bucks a month. And I see still a lot of companies selling those, the lower end plans, which are not going to qualify at all. So a lot of a lot of changes and if you don't prepare your clients for it now like they're going to come to you with this bill yeah here's this thing i have to certify that i'm cmmc right. you know and this is another another instance where where the msp is going to be held responsible and say well you said i i'm doing all this you 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 filled out the form for me and i turned the form in you know and then the auditor comes through and says well you guys didn't pass you don't have any of this stuff customer is going to be pretty upset right so Now's the time really to start to be talking about it, to figure out where your MSP is going to land in this. You know, you, you alluded to um, price as well, you know, not only cost of, you know, having, having the certifications for individuals and the businesses, but then, um, you know, every business knows that eventually slides and moves down to the customer and there's going to be this awkward gap in time, you know, you, you'd alluded to, you know, preparing your customer from what's coming. And that's, that's not only from a, a technology perspective, but it's then the pricing around those services and they're <clears throat> going to be more yeah. expensive. Right. And right. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. Your customer um, is going after this contract, whether they're one, two, three tier person in, in this fulfilling this government contract. Yeah. And they bid it out, not knowing that there's all of this stuff that they're going to have to do on their infrastructure side, which may cost them tens of thousands of dollars. They're going to be pretty unhappy that, <laughs> that you know, you knew about it and you didn't tell them, right? 
that this was something that they were going to have to do and it was going to be expensive and license changes and implementation changes and employee changes for sure, you know, as far as education and getting everybody up to speed on what they have to do. Because I don't, I don't, you may not have, may not be aware, but in a lot of these new security things, I really see the responsibility for security shifting all the way down to the end user. Hmm. Specifically, when we're talking about data loss prevention policies, because that means classifying data properly so that the correct uh, restrictions and permissions get placed on those, on those files. And that's an end user training thing, right? Yeah, we can set up that framework, but if the end user doesn't do it, yeah. then they'll be in violation. So um, there's, a, there's a lot there's a lot to this. There's going to be a lot. It's and and you know, I, it, nobody really should be overwhelmed or upset by this. Change is what we do. Yeah. Right? Whenever, whenever, whenever there's change, whenever there's confusion, whenever there's new tech, whenever there's changes in security, changes in responsibility, that's when MSPs can make money. Yeah. So mm -hmm. there's great opportunity in in times of great change. No, that's that's a great point. Um, you know, as we've been talking about all of this regulation and, and what's happening in, in what I would consider, you know, lack of, of maybe real awareness around what's going on from, from the broader community. Um, right now, there's really not any central organization, you know, that's advocating for, for MSPs and MSSPs, you know, around this issue. So, you know, what are your, some of your thoughts on how the MSP community can address that, that lack of an organizing body. It's gonna, it's gonna come to bite us at some point, right? We don't, we don't have a bar association. We don't have an AICPA. We don't have a board, you know, like doctors do. We don't even have, we got, we got nothing. Yeah. We're just all independents out here. Maybe we're part of some, you know, user groups or something. We have a couple of organizations, but none of them are national. None of them are, none of them are taking up this mantle of of organizing. Um, and interestingly, when you look back through history, this is exactly how all of these other organizations started. Right? You know, um, <clears throat> lawyers decided that they wanted to keep certain people out of their industry and so you know so they formed the bar and then they went around and said hey you're not really a lawyer if you're not part of the bar right um and you know so it can be done that way otherwise it's going to be done through regulation and if it's done through regulation then you end up with something more like uh you'd be more treated like mechanics or uh con you know, building contractors, people like that, where they have to go in and get licensed to do the work. And yeah, you can still work without the license, but people are going to look at you differently or they're going to treat you differently. That makes sense. Your opportunities may be different too. Uh, you know, I heard in California, if you're not a licensed contractor, you can do jobs up to $600. Anything more than that, and you need to be a licensed contractor. You can't, you can't collect. Um, you know, there's some plus sides on that too. I, I know in Michigan that if you're a licensed contractor and the customer doesn't pay, you get to put a lien on the building. Okay. Right. So, you know, so there, there can be good things yep. associated with this. Um, but the lack of an organization is, 
it's it's a big deal you know i mean that's honestly that's the reason why that why the louisiana legislation got going in the first place and all born out of that pain i mean so i mean it's you know you look at it it's no surprise that you know legislation was put forward they just came off of (laughs) paying millions of dollars and you know well it's the consumer the consumer wants to know in that case the consumer is the is a government entity but in just in general the consumer would like to be able to sort out who's qualified and who might not be qualified and currently there's no way for them to do that right and we all know it right we sit down with customers then you know they don't know how to interview Right. An IT firm. They, they sit down, they talk to everybody, and then, you know, they decide to hire one. They hope for the best, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. And they go through that process again or they ask a friend or whatever. But, um, you know, they don't have anywhere that they can go to at least narrow the field somewhat to say, you know, okay, I'm, I at least want to be sure that I'm talking to people that are, are legitimate in this field. You know, they haven't, you know, they take it seriously as a as a career because I have important things I have to call I have to you know I have to get my PCI compliance I have to you know do my CMMC I have to adhere to these privacy rules that you know businesses have important things they need to do so they they need to know who they can trust now you have a, a, a Facebook community that um, you know you've started up to to start inviting you know other industry professionals and and start addressing and creating conversation around this issue, correct? Yep. Yeah, I have a, uh, a Facebook group, which um, is called uh, MSP Legislation and Regulation. Um, any MSPs or people that are interested in this topic really are interested to to join. What we hope to do with that with that group, we're about 600 strong now, maybe just to, just slightly under that. Um, what we hope to do really is to kind of, at this point, we're just sort of keeping everyone aware of what's, what's going on in their states, right? Um, but we also want or encouraging people to reach out to their legislators yeah. to let them know that they're there and they're willing to talk about this and that they would like to be involved if there's any legislation coming down. And, you know, working in government, trying to make those contacts can be frustrating Mm -hmm. because if they don't have a piece of legislation in their hand, they don't really want to talk to you today because they have so much going on. They're actually extremely busy people. Um, But if you, you know, you get on their contact list and you let them know that, hey, you know, if you have, you have, you know, IT security things that come up, privacy things that come up, you know, you know, regulation and any kind of legislation come up in this field, I'm here to, you know, let, you know, call on me, let's talk about it. You know, I can be a representative of the industry in the area um, because otherwise they don't know who to call. So they'll just, you know, like, oh, we have an IT thing coming, you know, we'll just give Netflix a call and see what they think about that. (laughs) Because that's who's in their Rolodex. Right. Well, they're not going to give them a good opinion. Right. You know, it'd be better if they talk to to uh, to local firms that are actually going to be affected by this thing. Mm-hmm. So that's the first step that we're doing. My hope is that along the way that we will be able maybe to create some position papers 
so that people also have those that the group has put together. Um, so, you know, we can kind of had a, a standard thing that yeah. they, they could, they could, you know, grab it. They find out about something in their area, they can grab it, they can send it over to them, uh, you know, and so we may do that in a, a few different areas. Uh, and so, you know, ultimately what we need is that national organization, I think. I, I also don't think I'm the person to create that. So don't, don't sure. be looking at me that way. <laughs> but, um, but I, I do, I do think that it, I do think that that's where we're headed. I don't know how long it's going to take to get there, but there, there will be an awakening at some point. And I'm pretty confident that that's what'll happen. So from, from our conversation today, and again, just, Thank you. Thank you so much for, uh, I mean, I caught you at the end of your vacation. I mean, I'm just really grateful that you came on and, and are sharing all this. Uh, 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 all I was going to do is check uh, out of my place and drive today. So don't, don't feel too bad. Oh. <laughs> well, thanks. Thank you. That's nice of you. Um, uh, you know, some of the things that, that, that MSPs need to, to do to start getting prepared for this one, I mean, you need to get out to the Facebook group and you know that's right now that 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 seems like a important action item you know if i'm sitting in that chair and saying okay um i need to start educating myself and start becoming aware uh, of what's going on and then dig into um understanding what's going on the louisiana case and what's happening around um regulation there and what that may look like for you in inside of your state and then you know uh paying attention to um the uh the cmmc uh uh cert and you know what that means uh you know for for cost what that means for staffing what that means for your organization and and what that means for uh some of your end end biz you know your the customers that you serve and what that could mean for costs and start understanding what that is and preparing and start having conversations. Are, are there any other action items that you would, you know, recommend, you know, beyond uh, that? Well, the other thing that I would do is to start to reach out to your, your state That's legislators right. in your area, yes. right? Let them know that you exist. You probably won't get any farther than that yet, but let them know that you exist, that you're willing to talk about these issues, make sure that you're on their, their list of, you know, people they can call so that you're known and you may have to call them from time to time and remind them of that yeah. uh, but you you want to get to know those people so that when it when it happens that you'll be aware of it you can be part of that solution that's that's coming down great advice thank you for calling that out that's really important um, any other thoughts you'd like to share you know before we close on on the topic today um no, you know, I just, I, I really, you know, I think we just need to, I don't know who this national organization is going to be. You know, I, someone, someone will need to form a nonprofit, right? <laughs> that's, that's what these are, yeah. right? But it, it has to have a nexus in every state, yeah. right? In order, in order to be effective. And we as a, we as an industry have to decide that we're all going to be members, right? We're all going to support. We're going to join together. We're going to have a single voice, um, you know, and we're all going to be part of something larger than ourselves. Uh, and that's a big change because we sort of all got started by just hanging our shingles out as an independent. Mm -hmm. 
and to, to now to turn that kind of on its head and say, no, I'm actually part of a larger industry, right? I'm a, I'm a piece of something that's bigger than myself. And yeah, I think it's just a, like I said earlier, I think it's just a natural maturing of our industry. It's something that, that we, we should embrace. You know, you're in the payments industry. That's highly regulated industry for good reason too, because people got taken advantage of. And you know, when that happens, the people that are doing a good job want to be able to say, hey, that's not me. I'm, I'm over here. I'm doing a really good job. Sure. You know, I want, want a way to stand out from the, from the rest. And, uh, you know, that's just, this is a, a way, I really do see this as a way that, that we can do that, that firms that are doing a really good job will stand out. They should have a way to stand out mm -hmm. and stand up and say, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm over here. I'm, I'm doing a great job for, for all of my clients. I really care about data security. And, um, you know, this is, it, it, I, I just feel like it's inevitable, right? Yeah. It's not something that we're going to avoid. We can't stick our head in the sand and pretend this isn't going to happen. We're, uh, we've, we've come, we've come onto the radar. And once that happens, you're not, you're not going to fall off it. <laughs> Get ready, control, you can control and um, thank you again. Yeah, you can have it done to you or you can be part of the yeah, process. Exactly. That's it. That's, that's what it is, right? That's it, it's much better to be part of the conversation than to just find out that something happened without, without you. 100%. You know, I have a feeling that we're probably going to be talking again uh, in the future as, as, uh, you know, this subject matter uh, continues to progress. So um, again, thanks for your time today. Thanks for your insight, you know, and, and the awareness that you're putting, putting around this and, and, uh, and uh, being an advocate and, you know, just working to, to create some visibility around uh, what's going on and uh, look forward to touching in on updates as, as things move forward, you know, around uh, MSP regulation in the industry. Thanks, Amy. And uh, you're welcome drive. Yeah, I caught you at the end of your vacation, but have a safe drive on the way home. I hope to. <laughs> you will. Hey, thanks for, thanks for inviting me back. It's really, I uh, appreciate you having me on again. Oh, very and, well. Thank you. Great, do it again. Very valuable. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, that was a lot of information. Um, couple of takeaways. I think there are a lot of uh, things that MSPs should be paying attention to, at least start to align their staff and their companies around um, some of the certifications and start doing at least some research into um, the legislation that's been passed and how they can align their companies, which what seems to be the future here at some yeah. point of, of regulation in the MSP space. And, you know, she related that a lot to uh, what happens in accounting or, or legal and the standards and tests that are, that are put in place in those industries. And I guess, you know, especially put in that light, it seems like a pretty natural uh, progression that's going to happen. Um, I'd also recommend, I know she had mentioned her uh, Facebook group where um, there's a number of uh, MSPs coming together and starting to discuss uh, these issues. So I think that's yeah. also a, a great resource for everyone to get in touch with and, and be a part of um, as uh, if you're not interested, I think after this episode, uh, you should be interested in uh, what's happening with uh, MSP regulation and registration. And like we said, it'll be here 
before you know it. I mean, agreed. I think she related that to uh, GDPR, you know, consumer yes. protections, yep. and how that uh, California wrote legislation pretty quick, and then you know that went across 50 states inside of the U.S. Well, thank you everyone. Um, on behalf of Ryan and the Connect Booster team, we just want to say thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Sounds great. Mm -hmm.